and welcome back to a new episode. Today we are celebrating moms and we're excited to release this just before Mother's Day. How are you feeling? Can you even believe it's that time of year? No, like at (laughs) all. What happened? At all. Like I'm getting all the end of school year newsletters and chaos. This is basically December for moms. Like so (laughs) much going on. So much going on. Okay, but another thing that's super exciting about recording this episode is it's our 10th episode. Oh my gosh. Did you even realize we've done 10 now? No. Cute. I like that. I know. I know. I thought that was so cute. So I thought in honor of it being our 10th episode, just in case we have anybody that kind of trickled in and is new and maybe hasn't listened to some of our beginning ones, let's do a little housekeeping. Let's do a little updating on what this is all about. We have been best friends for 13 years. We decided to start this because we have, first of all, we're long distance, which I feel like is a big part of our podcast journey is we do this fully long distance from each other. Reason for starting is because our friendship has mainly been long distance. And so it's just been fun to connect from far away, mainly through Marco Polo and have those deep girl chats that we've needed throughout motherhood and just life in general and be able to connect with each other. And so that was a big motivator for starting it. Well, we figured if we could stay best friends for 13 years through Marco Polo, like we can get new friends through a podcast. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. And the whole 20s and 30s. So you guys have all heard of the roaring 20s and we did not roar in our 20s according to society, but I think we did. We did a a lot in our 20s. Like it was just jam-packed. And so now we're just kind of ready to grow and bloom in our 30s and kind of take you all with us as we learn and navigate and tips and advice and vent and all of that about blooming in our 30s. Yeah. We talk all the time. We feel like our 20s was transformative over and over and over again, like Mm -hmm. just constantly learning new things and growing and just a lot of big life things thrown in our way. Mm -hmm. And we both kind of connected on this feeling like, wow, we're turning 30 this year. We both turned 30 this fall and just we're so excited to embark on a new journey with all of that and taking everything we learned and just, yeah, bring in a bunch of friends along with it. So we've had a lot of like really sweet comments and feedback on girls that are in our same stage of life or age. Mm-hmm. They're about to turn 30 or they just turned 30. Um, but even not, I mean, it's not just for women our age. It can yeah. be anybody. Oh, these are conversations I, I wish I heard at 21. Like yes. how valuable that that would have been. Yes. These are conversations we would have with our moms. Like there's mm-hmm. it really can range because These are just topics that about womanhood, motherhood, Mm -hmm. about life in general. So every week um, we do our bloom and our wilt. Our big theme of all of it is just blooming and growing and evolving and changing. And with that comes high highs and low lows. And we want to keep it real and share all of that with you. So every week we come to the podcast and we share what's going on in our life. And we also post everything that's going on on our Instagram. So if you're not following us over there, it's just Blooming 30s Podcast. And every Monday we sneak peek the episode that's releasing that Wednesday. We also do question boxes and we ask you about your blooms and your wilts. That's been really sweet to read. 
how people are doing in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my favorite. It's so good. Yeah. So it's really fun over there. You guys should come give us a follow. Also, leave us reviews because we like to give back and give away to you guys. So yeah, we're, we're thinking like maybe like a monthly review giveaway or something of some sort. We did our first a couple of weeks ago, maybe. I don't know how long ago that was. So we're kind of thinking maybe like a monthly monthly thank you to you guys who leave reviews to us. That really is so kind and so helpful for us. So this week's episode, it is Mother's Day week um, when this releases. So we thought it would be kind of fun going off of our brand to share our blooms and wilts of motherhood and just kind of share over the last oh, eight years, some exciting blooms for motherhood and some harder wilts of motherhood. Yeah, for sure. And we want to hear yours too, but I was going to say about our wilts. I try to keep mine a little light. <laughs> like yeah. maybe in the moment when this was happening, it was it a sucked. big wilt. Yeah. But now we can laugh about it, yeah. which is the beauty of motherhood. So First off, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. It's such a special time of the year. And I always just have such pride on Mother's Day when I see everyone posting and Mm -hmm. sharing about their thoughts and feelings on motherhood. And it's just feels like a cool club to be in. Yeah. I feel like motherhood can come in just so many different shapes and sizes and relationships. And it can look different for everybody. So when we say motherhood, no, like it doesn't need to be in the traditional sense of motherhood. I think we are yeah. all mothers to each other. We have people that are mothers to us that maybe aren't our, by definition, real mom, but just motherhood in general as the relationship. I think we all have that in some capacity. Yeah. And honestly, just shout out, yeah, women in general, because I think we're natural nurturers. Mm-hmm. We were given this gift, even if you never want to be a mom and carry your own children. I can guarantee you're taking care of someone or something. Totally. And we applaud you for that. If you became a mother through adoption or foster care, like hats off to you because I see those stories and I sob. I think it's incredible. All moms, C-section mamas, natural birth mamas. We love you all. All of them. Dog mamas. (laughs) Dog mom, bunny mamas. (laughs) Just all the things. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So my first motherhood bloom is it's like probably my most recent one. I tried to like really go back in the archives of my brain because (laughs) (laughs) there's some in the depths back there. But this one is probably my most recent and it was so special. And it's something that like I think I'll talk about till I'm 90. Um, We had Theron, my last baby at home. And so Phoebe, my second baby, she was six at the time. No, was she five? Maybe five at the time. She was so, so interested in the birth and was really adamant on being there. Um, So we woke her up in the middle of it. Her sisters did not want to be in it. So it was just her, which with three girls in three years, it's very rare to have an experience be just one of the girls, just one-on-one. So that's how they wanted it to be. And I didn't push it. I didn't want to scar the other ones. If they didn't want to be there, I didn't want to force them to be there. Um, but Phoebe really wanted to be there. So we woke her up and it was just her. And I had Theron in the middle of the night. So the house was quiet and it was just like such a peaceful thing. But she came into my bathroom and immediately 
she just held my hand and like started rubbing my arm and tickling my arm up and down, which is something I never even like told her like things that she could do to help comfort me or anything like that. Like I just knew she wanted to be there and that was really it. So she did all of that on her own and just like held my hand and tickled my arm. And it was just so, so magical and tender. And it was like the perfect like addition I needed in the room I just needed like her sweet little spirit and her tiny hands in my hands like it just like helped me keep my hands nice and relaxed because holding her like fragile little five-year-old hand like just like put it into perspective so I kept my hands relaxed and it was just like so special and then when he was born like I just remember like looking up at her and she was just like oh my gosh like like so excited and she kept saying like he's here like he's here and he it was just like oh my gosh one of those moments that just yeah I'll live it I have tears in my eyes that is the most tender she's a doula in training literally (laughs) doula she was so perfect the way you describe that is how you are as a mom and how Mm -hmm. I see your mom so sweet with your kids and how I'm sure she was with you so just so sweet to see that generational thing that it can it can be so innate even at yeah. five years old. Yeah, she that's, just had it in her. Oh my gosh, that's it was the best so bloom special. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I know. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I don't have any others. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to share anything else? It was so good. It was so wowzers. Good. Well, you got me welled up. That was really sweet. <laughs> my first bloom. And I really wanted to share this one. First of all, it was the first one that naturally came to mind. I had to dig in the archives too, like photos, (laughs) Instagram story archives. Like I had to dig because it really is hard to narrow it down. First of Mm -hmm. all, and it's also hard to remember hardly anything too. But this one was the first one that naturally came to me. And I think it's, it just embodies motherhood in general that like, It might seem messy to other people, but it can be so tender and special for you. And so my first one is breastfeeding my little baby boy in the Walmart bathroom on the floor. And (laughs) there's a story that comes with this. I know that probably sounds so gross and so odd, but it really is a special memory that I will never let go of. We had waited so long for Cameron's job and we finally found out about it and it was a pretty fast situation. And I had just had Paxton. Paxton was like seven weeks old and Parley was still one and babies. And we had a cross country move. And I mean, typical me, we had it all mapped out where we were stopping hotels, researched restaurants, like just tried to make the most out of this cross country road trip. Cameron drove our moving truck. I drove in the car with the babies. Another little bloom part of it is I remember hooking my pump up in the car and driving like hooked up to my pump (laughs) so that I could like breastfeed and bottle feed and like try to make the drive as seamless as I could. But anyways, we unintentionally, obviously, we had a tire blowout actually here in New Mexico, which is kind of another little tender moment of the story because we were just supposed to pass through here. It's not that far away from Arizona. So We had a tire blowout just outside of Gallup, and so we were able to get the car to Gallup, and we had to get a new tire. And so while we were waiting for that to get fixed, we decided let's just walk around. Really, the only store we could find was a Walmart, and then we said we'll drive to Albuquerque and stay there for the night. 
six and a half hours and it took us all day to get mm, to Albuquerque. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're in Gallup and we're in Walmart and my little boy was hungry and he needed to be fed. And the only place I could really go was the bathroom. Oh. And I don't know what it was about it, but it was just like so sweet knowing my family's we're on our own. We're moving yeah. across the country. It's just us. And there was a bump in the road, quite literally, and we had to get a new tire and we made it work. And I felt it was just still so special. On it was special because I felt on top of the world. My breastfeeding experience with Parley wasn't great. And it was so great with Pax. And I just felt so strong and capable. I'll share my first wilt. So I did want to preface our wilts by saying these aren't like our hardest challenges of motherhood because I no. don't think it's appropriate for us to share our hardest challenges of motherhood. Our kids are their own people and we have to respect their privacy. And it's just, yeah. it's not appropriate to share their struggles like this. So I want you guys to know, like, these aren't our biggest grievances with motherhood <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. These are just little moments throughout the last eight years that yeah. really were hard in the moment and have kind of stuck with us. Were they our biggest motherhood hurdles? Absolutely not. But they were just <laughs> little hard moments. So I'll preface it by that. So my first one, we lived in North Carolina when Milan was born. Um, Michael was military. So we lived out there and I was, I've talked about this before, but I was the first of my friends that had a baby. Like I literally was learning absolutely everything on my own. So I didn't really know how to like thread a car seat, like tighten or loosen a car seat. <sighs> So we were, it was like one of our very first outings with Milan. She was itty bitty, like a couple weeks old. And we decided to go to Panera. So we were in Panera. It was dinner rush. Like it was a pretty busy restaurant. And Milan was screaming, like just screaming at the top of her lungs. And I mean, both Michael and I, if you've ever been a parent and you have a baby screaming in public, like just sweating bullets, like panicking, <laughs> like anything Michael says, I'm snapping at him. Like I'm yelling at him. I'm just like, shut up. And like, I'm so stressed, you know, like just trying to figure out how to breastfeed her in Panera, like worried that everyone is staring at me, trying to use the flipping cover that is actual bull crap and like <laughs> yeah. she's screaming and won't latch and anyways I was swaddling her on the like booth table like trying to get her to stop crying swaddling and I like finally got her to stop crying and like I nursed her and then like I finally got her to sleep so I could eat and I like set her in the car seat not buckled because she was swaddled like I was just setting her in the car seat so that I could eat and for whatever reason, this was nine years ago, so I really like don't remember why, I decided that that was a good time to adjust her car seat straps. So for whatever reason, I think mentally I thought she was buckled in. So I completely like pushed the car seat forward. She rolled. <laughs> she swaddled freaks out obviously screams like I literally just like catapulted my newborn baby across the floor in Panera everyone is staring she's sobbing like and I literally am like we need to leave this restaurant right now like oh. we have not ate but we are leaving like pack up your crap get in the car everyone's looking at me it's awful so we did and uh, like oh, I still remember my. that feeling to this day it was so embarrassing I relate in those moments when you're just like, 
oh my gosh, like, what, what is, is happening? happening? There was one time where I think it, it was Parley, but she was in her infant car seat and I tucked a blanket tight around her mm. and we were somewhere, not in a car, somewhere. And so when then we went and put her in the car, she was covered with a blanket. So I thought so she you didn't buckled. notice. We get all the way home and I take the blanket off to unbuckle her and she was unbuckled that whole time. Oh my gosh. These and you just like saw so, that like ah. Yeah. Oh, I felt absolutely horrible. It's just it happens and you feel yeah. awful, but it's like we all we all go through yeah. this. Oh yeah. Literally yeeted my baby across <laughs> the Panera floor. <laughs> Her. At least she was swaddled. That was probably yeah. a little cushion. Oh, she, she just like rolled. Like I'm oh a tight swaddler, so she just went like right oh down. Oh my god! So embarrassing. My first wilt, and let me tell you, this has happened more than one time. Whitney can attest to this. Oh boy, I'm sure you've caught me sobbing about this <laughs> on Marco Polo. My children, and I know some people. I think you've never dealt with this. Maybe I can't remember now. Is it poop? My the poop. I've never done it. I'm knock on wood. You've never done this. The, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. No. My kids, for whatever reason, had a fascination with finger painting oh. with poop. Oh. And it was never partly with her own diaper. So she was out of diapers. My first experience was Paxton in a diaper. I'm pregnant with Henley, so I put Paxton and Parley in the same room so that Henley could have a nursery. Yeah, they just decided to take Paxton's diaper off in the middle of nap time. and Wait, like was... Parley played in it too? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. And it was everywhere. Everywhere. Burn, Burn the house down. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, it. those moments, it's happened a few times to us. It's just something I wouldn't wish on anyone. <laughs> Cleaning that is horrible. And really, like, it takes days to air that out. Ew. Literally days to air I, that I out. I don't know what good I did in the world that I've never <laughs> dealt with that. <laughs> Four kids in, but I'm just not going to question it. Literally, Literally, the walls everywhere. were finger painted. Everywhere. Ew. Yeah. So How do they that's do that definitely... and, like, not gag? Oh, I can't clean that stuff up because then... I'll be cleaning throw up too. So yeah. that stuff is saved for Cameron. Good <laughs> old Cameron, Kate. It's Michael would literally pass out if I made him <laughs> Literally pass out. Oh my gosh. That's four so kids funny. in, he still changes diapers with his shirt over his mouth, like drama <laughs> queen. <laughs> my second bloom, this one's just like a general time it's not like a specific instance but we went camping it was the summer before I got pregnant with Theron um so I just had the three girls and they were like Della was three Phoebe would have been five and then Milan would have been seven so it was just like they were good ages um and we went camping up to this lake here in Utah called Deer Creek and we just so happened like it was just us which most of our camping trips we go with friends, but this one was just us. And we happened to like park next to a family that had two little boys about the same ages as my girls. And it was so fun. Like the girls and these two little boys just like meshed and they just were like off in the forest and bushes 
for three days straight, like lizard hunting and just like playing all sorts of games. And it just like made my inner child so happy because that's something that like I would have done as a kid and just been like so, so happy to. And it just made me like grateful that they could be living this life too. And like they're getting these really fun, cool experiences that I hope they remember. And just that whole trip was really just a good time. I love moments like that because, like, of course, you know, when you're doing a trip like that, like, there's going to be hard moments and, like, mm-hmm. it's not all going to go smooth, but it doesn't have to for it to be one of your overwhelmingly. Yeah, like a good, good weekend. It doesn't have and to just go so perfectly. wholesome, like chasing yeah. lizards. Like, that's so cute. So cute. They were all so happy. Like, I'm sure there was fits and fighting there, but, like, that's not what I remember from the time. Like, I look back at that time and I'm like, we just all had such a good time. That was so much fun. Okay, my next bloom, and I'm actually so excited to share about this one. I'm so happy I captured it on video. It's probably one of my favorite moments ever, ever, ever. Parley was, I don't even know how old she was when Henley was born. Four, I think. Yeah, because Henley was born in 2018 and Parley yeah. was born in 20, Yeah, yeah. So she was about four. She was so little, and which is crazy now because Henley's four and I don't view her that little. Like she seems mm-hmm. so much bigger, you know? Yeah. But I have this video of Parley holding Henley. And when we found out Henley was a girl, it just it it just meant so much to me, you know? I have four mm-hmm. brothers and I always just wanted a sister so bad. And knowing that I was giving that to Parley, like, was just such a sweet thing. And <laughs> it's okay. Cry. <laughs> It was one of the first moments of these little sisters bonding. And the video is so precious. Parley's reactions to holding her and kissing her, like she's just so full of sunshine and like laughing, kissing her head. And even Henley, like a newborn, her little hand was like gripping the top of Parley's little dress that she was wearing. Mm. Like she was holding her. And then you can see Parley's little hand wrapped around Henley's like head slash neck area and Henley was so calm and so peaceful and Parley was just so elated and it was just one of those moments your heart swells as a mom and you're like this is why we're doing this this is why I had three babies back to back to back because I want them to be best friends and Mm -hmm. even though they were four and newborn like it was my one of the first moments that I saw that for them yeah and I'll remember that forever. I'll share that video on Instagram when yeah. this goes live. So I'm excited tender. to share it. The little yeah. hands. I can't with little toddler hands. The hands make me cry. It's not yeah. even, I know people have an obsession with baby feet and toddler feet. It's the hands. It's the hands for me. <laughs> okay. My second wilt. Um, This is like another one of those instances that like looking back, it was so much fun, but like if I actually like sift through the memories, it was kind of awful. But all I remember <laughs> is the good. <laughs> and I, even bringing it up to Michael, like I was talking to him about what I was going to share before this episode. And I told him this one. And he was like, that was like so fun. Like, why is that a will? And I'm like, yeah, that's all we remember now. But like, don't you remember like this, this and this? And he was like, oh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> for Father's Day, when I don't even know what year it was, Milan was two and Phoebe was a few months old. So they were just still really little. We lived out in Virginia. Michael loves the Diamondbacks from Arizona. So the Diamondbacks were going to play. I don't even know what they're called. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Phillies? 
The Philly baseball team. Is that what they're called? Red Sox? Is that the Red Sox? Or is that Boston? Oh, Boston. That's Boston. Boston. Is it just Phillies? Is that what they're called? Let's look it up real quick. It's just in like, Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia Phillies. I, I feel like that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I agree, but like, I'm like, what else would it be? What are they called? <laughs> um, yeah, Philadelphia Phillies. You got it. That's girl. a weird name. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you be more creative, please? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. The Diamondbacks was playing the Phillies in Philadelphia, which really is only like a couple hours from us in Virginia. So I got him tickets for that for Father's Day and we drove up um, and we were just going to spend the day there. We were just going to go up to the game and then come back. I think like mapped wise, I could be wrong. This was a long time ago. I think it was only like a two hour drive supposed to be like geographically. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was like a seven hour drive. Well, (laughs) and now I know this, but this was my first time living out there and like driving up there but driving through dc the traffic is like insane insane so like it should only take like 45 minutes to an hour but like it's hours just because of the traffic so like everyone else i told that after the fact they were like uh duh and i'm like i didn't know so like we timed it really poor and it was like a six hour stopped traffic road trip so obviously with milan hated the car when she was little like hated so she was screaming the whole time phoebe was a a few months old so i mean she didn't do like super fantastic in the car for that long especially if the car wasn't moving like we were in stopped traffic most of the time anyway so we barely make it there we make it there the the game was so fun we were like in really good seats um and like we were on tv for a little bit like we have a screenshot of like michael on tv holding phoebe in the baby carrier so it was just like a lot of fun it was mostly all phillies fans obviously because we were in philadelphia and so it like felt like we had targets on our back because we were cheering for the diamondbacks so <laughs> um but like the game itself was so fun but then because it took us so long and then the game went so long it was like super late at night so we decided to like last minute get a hotel um but like we weren't planning on doing that so like we didn't have a whole lot for our kids so we like went to target and like got like last minute things then got to our hotel and I'm not even sure how it happened or like where we found it but somewhere in the middle of like unloading our car like of our babies like we took our babies out and the strollers out we lost our key like gone to the car gone so we are like ripping apart our car it's like really late at night it's like nine o'clock at night babies are just like have been up forever we were out in the parking garage for like almost an hour and a half looking for our key. We found it. I think it was like underneath one of the seats or something, but our whole car had been ripped apart. Our luggages had been ripped apart. Like it was one of those keyless cars. So like you didn't have to actually like plug in the key. So you can just like put it anywhere in the car and the car is going to start. So like who knows when the last time we touched the key was really. So we ended up finding it and get into our hotel. And to this day, that is our worst sleeping hotel experience ever milan was awful phoebe went Mm. right down like she was an angel baby but milan i remember pacing the hallways with her for hours it was like two o'clock in the morning we were just pacing bouncing her she was just screaming she had figured out how to climb out of her pack and play at this point so we like tried to flip the pack and play upside down to keep her in because her crib was upside down for a long time because Homegirl learned how to climb out of her crib the week we brought home Phoebe, so I was not about to handle that. 
So she slept in an upside down crib for a long time. (laughs) So pack and plays can't be flipped upside down like the middle falls, obviously. So then we Mm -hmm. like tried to put her underneath the table, like a hotel table. We had the pack and play underneath there. So like she couldn't climb out. It was awful. Like I don't think we got an ounce of sleep that night, but we forgot Mm. all of it. And we just remembered the good time. (laughs) Um, Hotels with babies. So So hard. hard. Actually, I have found my saving grace and everyone needs one. It is like a slumber pod, but if you know how expensive slumber pods are, they're outrageous. This is $24 on Amazon. I will post the link. It goes around your pack and play and blacks it out for them, and they can still breathe, but they can't see you, and it is the greatest invention ever. We've traveled a lot with Erin, and it's like, it's the the best. best. The best. I'll share that. Yeah, you should. My next wilt. We were living out in Ohio. I had Paxton and Parley, and I was very, very pregnant with Henley. And it was springtime and I flew out with the kids to Arizona, kind of taking advantage of like my last flight before Paxton couldn't be a lap infant and he was going to turn two and I would have to pay for his seat. And then also I was going to have a third child. So it was kind of my last hurrah of flying back home. The flight home on takeoff, Paxton barfed all over me. I remember this. Do you remember this? Oh, I remember this. (laughs) And he's my, he's a lap infant, right? Luckily we had our whole row. So the seat in the middle was open. Parley was at the window. I was at the aisle, but I had to hold him during takeoff. And then once we're up in the air, I could put him in that middle seat. But yeah, on takeoff. So flight attendants are buckled. Everyone's strapped in their seat. You're just Nobody can help me. I'm sitting there. And I remember holding him. This it's, I'm covered. I'm hugely pregnant at this point. And I'm shocked because I can, the smell, it's triggering my gag reflex. I feel like I'm about to lose it. And Parley is very sensitive with that too. So So is Golan. She would yelling at, yeah, yeah. Just her seeing it, smelling it. So I remember yelling at her and saying, look out the window, look out the window. It's like Like, bridesmaid. Look away, look away. <laughs> it is. It is. But um I remember like digging into my diaper bag trying to find the wipes and I'm cleaning up like the floor, the seatbelt, oh like my not even God. myself, but I'm like so panicked because we wrecked this plane at this point. Oh. But it was awful because the flight back home was longer than the flight to Arizona. Like what, five hours or something? Yeah. So I sat in that the whole time. Oh. I was wearing a dress. And I remember when we got off the plane and Cameron came and got us. He was like, get away. He's you like, you had a day. Yikes. He's like, you smell so bad. I was like, thanks. Your neighbor's on the plane. Like, Sorry. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, luckily no one else got sick. And which is amazing because I also get really bad motion sickness on planes. Oh. Um, But yeah, that's just forever ingrained in my brain. If you think about it, like facts. how many people you think puke on planes? Disgusting. Oh. A lot. Like those seats are covered in puke. I also feel like so many of the flights I've been on, there's someone actively throwing up. Really? Oh my gosh. There was a guy in a bag and I'm always really intrigued. This is probably gross, but I just am so fascinated by the sounds people make when they throw up because (laughs) I feel like I make like a pretty traditional sound. Some people like don't make any sound. Dude. And this dude was hardly making a sound, but- he was in a barf bag, like oh letting my it all. Gosh. Anyway. When Michael pukes, he 
it sounds like an exorcism. Like it is Same. so dramatic. And he always no, gets, like just... mad at me because I like ask him to be quieter or like shut the door. <laughs> but it is so, so loud. Like I birthed ch- children quieter than he pukes. It's insane. I birthed children quieter. <laughs> I have. I'm like, are you okay? He's it's not. Like the meme. I I birthed children faster, faster than it takes my husband to poop. <laughs> Literally me. Yeah, absolutely. I have. Okay, I'll share my last bloom um of my motherhood so this one is similar to your last one so when we brought phoebe home from the hospital milan was 18 months old she was still just like an itty bitty baby but like in my head at the time she was like a big toddler like a big girl Mm -hmm. and now i'm like 18 months old like she was a baby um anyway so when we brought phoebe home she like was obsessed with her like like i figured but we could not get her to stop feeding Phoebe Cheetos like any chance that girl got there was a Cheeto in Phoebe's mouth (laughs) literally at two days old (laughs) puff Cheetos in Phoebe's mouth like no binky like we kept trying to say give her the binky give her the bottle like give her a blankie it was Cheetos and that like was Milan's true love because those were like (laughs) her prized possession so the fact that she was willing to share them with her new baby was a big deal but it would not stop just shoved Cheetos straight down Phoebe's mouth and she just (laughs) took it like a pure second child just took it that's the best story ever (laughs) it was so funny and we That's tell her cute. now and she's like, what do you mean? She doesn't even like Cheetos now. And she's like, I didn't do that. And I'm like, oh, no, I have videos. I probably did. <laughs> That's so cute. I Mr. love that. Love. She's just being a mama. She's yeah, just trying to help. helping her out. Sharing. Sharing's caring. That's so cute. Okay, my last bloom was pretty recent. So about this time last year, we took our family to Disney for a few days. And um, we ended up having family members come on the trip. Um, but they did two days and then we were there for a third day. And I honestly was scared for the third day. Cause I was like, well, at least the first two days, like there's extra hands mm-hmm. or extra bodies to sit next to my kids on certain rides. You know, it's hard when there's four kids and only two parents. So I was kind of nervous for this last day thinking, oh no, I don't know if we're going to survive. Also it's the last day. So we're already so tired from tired. walking. Yeah. Two days. It was so special. And one of my absolute favorite memories with my family as a whole, there was just something special in the air. I mean, we were in Disneyland, so but it just was, it just felt just so sweet. And my kids were really, really good on that trip, which I think was honestly probably the best part. Like yeah. when you're going to all those efforts and your kids are doing well with it. It's rewarding. But yeah, that third day was just so special. I remember we got to the park um, before rope drop and even just standing there, like nothing exciting happening. We're just waiting for yeah. the rope to drop. Just so Cam happy. had a game plan. Yeah, it was happy. He had a game plan to take the three bigger kids to Star Wars land. And I was going to take Fallon to, we were going to get beignets and then go on the Winnie the Pooh ride. And I can't even tell you how many times I rode Winnie the Pooh with Fallon on that trip. It was her favorite ride. Mm-hmm. And even though for that moment we separated and then I met back up with them and I brought them all beignets and stuff. I don't know. It just, the feeling was so special. The pictures that I look back on from that day just feel so special to yeah. us. We just had the best time, just us in the parks. 
I can't wait to recreate that. It was so fun. I love those moments where it's just kind of like really like nothing crazy huge is happening, but it's just like one of those moments that you're just like, I'm so grateful for this. Yeah. There was nothing like incredible that happened that day versus the other days. Like Mm -hmm. the first day was super special because it was day one, right? But there was something just extra special about that alone time that third day. Okay. My last wilt. Um, This one's pretty recent, but my kids first day of school this year, I forgot to pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) Literal absolute worst mom fail ever. So they, they get dropped off at the bus stop, but there has to be a parent there to pick them up or the bus doesn't leave them there, which is good. Obviously I want that. Um, and on Wednesdays and Thursdays, they get out at a different time than they normally do. And so their first day of school was on a Wednesday, which just like kind of threw me off. And I would like had their normal time in my head to pick them up. So I get a call from the school and they're like, hey, like just letting you know, like no one was there at the bus stop. They waited. And like, I don't live really close to the bus stop. Like, it's not like I could be like, oh, I'll be there in two seconds. Like, it's like a solid like 15 minute drive. Um, so I was like, okay. And she's like, so just letting you know, like they're going to finish out the rest of the bus stops, their bus stop number one. So they have lots of other bus stops to go through and then they'll get taken back to the school and you can pick them up there. So that's what I got to do on the first day of school. Absolute mom win. They were kids just rode the bus forever. (laughs) Literally like two hours in August with no air conditioning. I'm so sorry. And on the first day of school that they were like probably so hyped to tell me everything. Now they're ending it like crying thinking their mom Mm. forgot them. So that was a fantastic win. I hate those moments. Yeah. Also, the bus can be so stressful. Good, but so stressful. Yeah. 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 We did the bus for the first time when we lived in Ohio for Parley for kindergarten. And I remember it's like, you know, the time and her bus would drop her off right in front of our house. I loved that for kindergartners. They came right in front of our house. So I'm standing outside waiting and it's like my first little baby, like Mm -hmm. off to kindergarten. On a big bus. On a big bus. And I call, I was probably a basket case, but I'm sure they were getting calls from other parents too. But I was calling and calling because the bus was so late, like over an hour it had passed. That would freak me out. Oh, I was freaked. I was. I've had my nephew like has gotten off on the wrong bus stop before. And like, they've had to call my sister and like try to find him. And I'm like, I would literally crap my pants. Like that is so scary. Okay, my last wilt is just a short little simple one, but it reminds me a lot of your Cheeto story with Milan and Phoebe. When we brought Henley home, Paxton, I mean, he's always just so tender with babies. He loves them. And he was two when Henley was born. They're two years and two weeks apart. So he's just a little guy. And this was back, if you guys remember, the Fisher Price rock and play. Remember what Mm -hmm. a big deal that was? And then I got got recalled. recalled later. Well, so this was before the recall and we had one for Henley and she was in it next to my bed and Cam and I were out on the couch in the living room talking. I remember this. Do you remember this story? (laughs) Little Pax just comes out in the living room, just clutching his baby against his chest, like barely hanging on by a thread. Oh my gosh. Little baby, newborn Henley. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, Like not even a week old. Yeah. Yeah. Days old. And... 
I mean, I when I tell you I leapt, I've never moved so fast in my oh, life. Your poor batch. It's it's like it didn't even matter that I had just given birth. My mind didn't care what my body was feeling. Yeah. I like leaped across the room and grabbed her. Luckily, she was totally okay. Shockingly enough, she was asleep. Third kid. Didn't even wake up from any of this. Third kid. Third baby. Yeah. Very <laughs> used to it. I remember Paxton's little face and it was luckily it was a moment where neither Cameron or I like lectured him, scolded him. We didn't get mad or anything because he's just he's taking two. care of his baby. Yeah. yeah he two. was being so nice. And he just loved her so much. Oh. But it's just one of those epic mom fails. That, yeah. Yep. That's just what happens. <laughs> Babies are so resilient. Thank goodness. Oh. Because they kind of go they through are. it, especially with older siblings, like young older <laughs> siblings. Yes, they, no, they do. go through it. They're so patient. Well, anyways, that was so fun. I loved hearing yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to like remember like what you latched onto and like what I latched onto. So we would yeah. love if you guys came to our Instagram and shared a random motherhood bloom or motherhood will of yours. I think that's the best part of this is engaging with you guys. So we would love to hear your stories. Yeah, we would love it so much. And we just want to wish everybody a happy, happy Mother's Day. Do something really awesome for yourself because you deserve it. Absolutely. Look for ways to bloom this week. We'll see you next time. Bye.